From Macon, Georgia to national champion. Jeff Whitaker says that he is a product of support and love. Jack, we get to hear this amazing story today. Absolutely. We're talking about a guy who has come from nothing all the way to being a national champion. It's the literal example of started from the bottom and now we're here. That's coming up next on episode 11 of On Your Sidelines. When the final buzzer sounds, the game is over, but their story isn't. Time to hang out on the sidelines and learn the real stories of these sports icons. Welcome to the On Your Sidelines podcast with the News 3 sports team. Bringing in everybody, I'm sports director Rex Castillo, joined by... Weekend sports anchor, Jack Patterson. Guys, thanks again for joining us for episode 11. Off to an amazing start, y'all. Can't do this without your support. But before we get into our guest, time for that t-shirt check. Jack, another throwback. Who are you rocking today? We're rocking the alma mater again, the Shaw Raiders. <laughs> this one has historical significance as well. This is from the 2006 state runner-up team. That was my freshman year at Shaw. We went to the state championship game. We lost to Peach County. But this was also the year that we, uh, if you... Been in here in Columbus, you remember Breathless at the Dome between Carver, which had Del McGee as head coach, and Shaw, 9 a.m. on a Friday morning at the Georgia Dome. One of the best sports memories I have. That game was fantastic. Shaw won that 16 to 14. Uh, I was a videographer on that team because I wasn't good enough to be an athlete. <laughs> oh, come but, on now. And man, we laugh about it. But, you know, you know, listen, the videographer thing worked out, didn't it? But, um, yeah, so I had a lot of time. I shot all four years for Shaw and – you know, just a fun time, and this is one of my cherished possessions from high school. 9 a.m. on a Friday, it's never too early to turn up for football. <laughs> I left at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities, people. And for me, I'm they rocking. They school that day, by the way. Of course they uh. did. Uh, but for me, rocking uh, the Central Red Devils, of course, an incredible program under Patrick Nix. They're trying to get back to the state championship stage. But enough about us. Speaking of champions, a national champion, Jeff Whitaker from the Auburn Tigers. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about, man. It's good to be here. Good to be seen. You got a nice shirt on, too. Who are you rocking? Man, I'm rocking during work. Do work, man. So this is uh, the mission um, for this is to impact the community through education, encouragement, and empowerment. Um, my man, Tevin McCoy, um, he does a great job, uh, helped me out a lot um, with this whole transitioning with podcasts, social sure. media, the whole nine, and um, I'm just su supporting my brother brand right now. Hey, I, I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. That looks nice, though. Yeah, appreciate yeah. it, man. Sick shirt. Appreciate it, man. You know, when you support like this, it's free. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to make sure I charge y'all. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to charge y'all later. Uh, you that's, know. that's on Jack's tab. Anyway. Hey, Absolutely. whoa, okay. <laughs> we'll start at the beginning, though. So growing up in Macon, what was it about football that, that drew you to it, Jeff? Football, for me, my story in football is a little different than everybody else because I didn't play, um, I didn't play uh, Pop Warner or anything like that. So I started playing. I was more of like the late bloomer. I started playing padded football for the first time at 13 years old. Uh, so, I, but I was always a fan, and I liked that somebody, my, my favorite player growing up in football was somebody that everybody hated in the house, Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> everybody in the house hated Brett Favre, yeah. did not like Brett Favre. So, uh, but he was my favorite, just a gunslinger, country boy, kind of made everybody feel like you could play the position. Mm -hmm. And um, so Go Pack Go was all me, you know, a boy from Macon, Georgia, Go Pack Go. And then I started getting into start playing football out in the street, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, uh, tackle on the pavement, all that stuff. <laughs> Been just, there before. <laughs> Character building. Do, doing all this crazy stuff. And then at 13 years old, 
um, I was introduced to football. So I uh, started playing in middle school. Uh, my eighth grade, no, my seventh, no, my eighth grade year, I started playing football and Ever since then, it's kind of took off. And my story, you know, my personal story, even with mom passing at 12 years old. And um, when my mom passed, football was the thing that really saved my life. So that's amazing. Yeah. And Jeff, you know, we did, talking a little bit about that, you know, you didn't exactly grow up in the nicest part of making. Right. You know, talk to us a little bit about, you know, having to, you know, come up, you know, in a difficult part of town and being able to, you know, find your way out. Well, you know, I'm um, from East Macon and uh, Fort Hill to be exact, as we say, Fort Hill. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's one in, it's um, one of my favorite um, lines in hip hop is uh, uh, um, by Future. Uh, I come from a ruthless environment, you know what I'm saying? And literally, that's what I came from. And it was my norm, but it was not so much of uh, a norm when you start to tell when you start to tell the story. Of where I come from and, and, and things of that nature, so it was a it was a difficult you know gr- growing up single parent, um, knowing my dad and being around my dad, but not living in a house. You know um, that's just a different environment. Single parent household. My mom was my hero; she was my everything. And um, just seeing being experienced things like being shot at and and experienced things, just fights and just just a lot of the stuff that. That I even when as I talk, it's such a norm to me. But even, as I got older, I started to realize it's not a norm. And um, so, just coming from that the East Macon area, uh, it was a lot of challenges. You know, it was a lot of challenges. But you know, like I always say, it, it took a village. It really took a village. And for that village, I mean, football. It gave you. Did it give you structure and a brotherhood and like role models to follow? Is that what you really loved about it, or was it just being? Violent, you know, being able well, to football, express yourself that way. Football, not to, you know, I'm not, I don't want to kind of go too deep and too sure. crazy, but uh, the, the reality of it is football saved my life because after losing my mom, you know, I, I didn't want to be here, you know, and I started having different type of thoughts. And um, and when you start to have those types um, of thoughts, that's, that's very dangerous. Right. And <clears throat> so football was the thing that it was – it was like it was literally football or check out, and football. I chose ball, you know, and uh, football. So I always say, you know, it's it's only two type of um, uh, people that I feel that plays ball is a person who's playing and is a person who's living, and and it's not like a negative in it, you know. It's some 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 people just out there having fun, and then you have another type of an individual who's out there really living, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was a person who was out there living on the field. I mean, everything was personal. I mean, um, uh, some of the things that my coaches never really, as far as uh, the get-to mentality and the want-to and the effort just to be the best version of myself, um, um, as far as a football player, as far as being physical, that was no problem. You know, I, I didn't have no problem with that. It was just the mental that came along with it of being able to – have an amazing gift and understand how to uh, how to give it legs and how to how to how to put place it in the right situation that it could it could blossom. So, yeah, football worked out, huh? Football worked out. <laughs> football worked out. So, uh, the next part of your story starts in high school when you start. I believe you said you played at um, Southwest in Macon, uh, Northeast, Northeast, Northeast. 
Yep, I Northeast. Get them, I get the two mixed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You played big you, rival. Uh, big, 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 very, big, very, big very, robbery. yeah, personal, personal, northeast yeah. and southwest. So, so yeah. you know, you got your start at Northeast High School. What was it like, you know, pl- being on the high school stage? You know, your first because I know you played a little bit, didn't you? Uh, man, I played a lot. Thank you know, you I go. gotta get Jack right. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? I didn't play a little <laughs> bit. You know what I'm saying? I played a lot. Okay. You are more than welcome. No, 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 more than reckon the correct. No, because that was the mindset when I was talking to my brother. I was talking to my brother and his best friend and um, who used to cut my hair and you know, I don't have to worry about a barber no more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but I was talking to my brother and he, they was telling me the difficult, like, what are you going to do next year? And I was like, well, I start. Because, you know, the eighth graders, you'll go up and practice with the team, <clears throat> like with the older guys. Or you really Get exposed uh, to it a little bit. Yeah. You're exposed to it a little bit. You really kind of, you don't really, you know, supposed to go with the older guys yeah. as much. But if you... 6'2 and, and 230 pounds, you know, they may put you in there with an older guy just to see what you got. And they did that a few times, and I was like, yo, I like my chances. So uh-huh. my brother was like, what you going to do this year? Like, with goals. I'm like, well, uh, I'm going to start with starting. He's like, you going to start as a freshman? I'm like, yeah, I start as a freshman. He's like, you know, people don't really just start as freshmen. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know nothing about, you know, you got to think about it. I'm just playing this game for a year, like, as far as uh, organized football. And I'm like, well, no, I'm, I think I could start as a freshman. And um, and when it came around, uh, Coach Bruce Mullen, who was down at Northeast at the time, um, his office coordinator, Coach um, um, Vinan, Miller Vinan, um, you know, they liked what they saw, and I was named the starter. So I started my freshman year <clears throat> um, at, at Northeast High at right tackle. Nice. I wasn't even on the D line. <laughs> I was a right tackle. Just right in the trenches, though. Huh? That's hey, where you belong. Hey, absolutely, <laughs> man. There's only one way to play football, and that's hard. Exactly. <laughs> so agree. But, but your football career took you to Warner Robins. What What was the uh, transition over there like? What well, a transition! It happened. Start to happen. <clears throat> so my mom passed. Yeah. Uh, I moved around. Moved. Was with my was with my grandmother. God rest her soul. Then I was with uh, my brother. Then I was with my cousin. So I moved around about three different times. Not a lot of security, huh? No, not a lot, but it's nothing but love. Like, right. everybody's just doing the best. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm the village baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. everybody's just doing the best they can because they knew, like, the spirit of my mom, she helped everybody. Gotcha. So everybody kind of had, like, a little guilt to just, they wanted to be able to do something. If they got to p- prepare a meal or take me for the weekend or like they just remember just showing this love that my mom had no gave out. So <clears throat> I ended up coming with my um, aunt and uncle um, and one Robbins. Um, and when I came down there, the goal was, cause when I was in making, man, I mean, I was wilding, you know, a little <laughs> bit as far as, cause the, it, I had a temper that, yeah. that, uh, that I still, I'm at the stage now. I don't like when my family talk about it. Like, yeah, you just had a temper I'm like, well, it wasn't that bad. And everybody like, yeah, it was, it was, it was awful. <laughs> and my brother, you know, you got one of those brothers who's just honest. He's like, oh, oh, this is probably one of the worst I ever seen. You know, it's like always just. Brutally honest. Taking it to a whole nother level. So I'm like, all right. But my temper was, temper was at a point that, I mean, fighting coaches, walking off the field. I mean, just disrespectful. So Warner Robbins for me was a new start. Was like, all right, look, when I come down here, <clears throat> first of all, I'm going with people, I'm going to school with people I never even lived with, you know, or, or was in a neighborhood with. So it was a different, um, um, just a 
different cultures because there's only one race that's a human race with different cultures. So this is my first time really going to school with different cultures and things of that nature. So I'm like, yo, I'm going to play football to stay out of trouble. Right. Um, my aunt, it's my aunt and uncle. Um, so now I'm in a two-parent household. You know, they both got good jobs. So some, some things is just just different now. And so I'm like, since I got this nice little setup, and then they, they, they give me my own room, my own bed, uh, I'm like, all right, I'm not just going to mess, I'm not going to mess this up. And mm-hmm. so that's my, that's how I started in Warner Robins. Go ahead, Jack. So now that you're at Warner Robins, you know, personally, everything is starting to turn up. And yeah. now on the field, you're playing against one of the powerhouses and you're playing for one of the powerhouses in the state of Georgia. So what was it like tra- going, making that transition from Northeast to Warner Robins? It was different. It was different because Warner Robins, you know, if I never knew what tradition was, I mean, Warner Robins, it, everybody talks about it. You Absolutely. Know? And when you have a summer, when you gain like 30 pounds, 30, 40 pounds, so yeah. you go from like 235 to like 270. Oh, boy. When you have and with a, with a, with that growth spurt, so you have that type of summer, Everybody like, yo, it's this new big kid <laughs> from Macon. <laughs> and he started where he came from. He make it help us out. Yeah. And so the talk was just, I remember going to um, open house. And I remember telling my aunt, and I said, I don't think, I, said, Auntie, I think I'm at the age that open house is just not, I don't think this is a cool event. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> to be at 15 and going to open house. Well, here's a new school you want. So it's like. Uh, Warner Robins was exposing my mind to a lot that uh, I'd never been exposed to. Mm-hmm. And so um, we come and check the, uh, check the school out, um, meet with uh, Coach Way, um, um, head coach that was the head coach at Warner Robins at the time. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Coach Way just came from like a year or two ago off a state championship. Um, <clears throat> so Warner Robins had one state championship, and then uh, – I was that that sophomore season was a part of that like the rebuilding because the only the sophomore season we didn't win that but like three four games mm-hmm. you know that year and um <clears throat> but on the field I was a selling and what happened uh, Coach Lamb my D line coach um, uncle was the um, I don't forgot his first name but last name Lamb he was like over uh, the high school recruiting for Georgia at the University of Georgia. So Coach Lamb was like, yo, I know I've been in practice, been in some games. Hey, y'all might want to take a look. <laughs> y'all might want to take a look at this guy right here because Jeff, he could really, you know, he could really play ball. And then I met Coach Gardner, and that what kind of kicked the whole buzz in the recruiting, you know. And then I had, a, like, an amazing season, but uh, personal but as far as the team, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't good. What was recruiting like for you? Like what, what, what schools were recruiting you and how, how quickly did it pick up? Cause you said you had that one summer where you had a tremendous growth spurt. Yeah. For me, <clears throat> recruiting was right away. You got to think about it. After my sophomore year, I was selected. They told me I was going to be on a 2010 um, Army All-American game. I didn't Dang. know what that was. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, yo, you're going to be, I got, I got a guy named Marcus Lattimore and I got a guy named Spencer Ware. <clears throat> and, a guy. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you're going to be the third guy that's on this team. And I was like, oh, oh okay, that's what's up. Like, <laughs> and all nonchalant about it. Like, yeah, sure. Bro, I'm coming out here to – I got my own room. Yeah. <laughs> I got my own bed. Yep. 
And I got to stay out of trouble. So I'm not really, I don't even know, I'm not even thinking about college. That's what That's what nobody don't get. Gotcha. I'm not thinking about college at all. Like, I don't, I'm just here. I'm like existing right now. Mm-hmm. If, you know, it's just something about about saying hike that just made me get excited. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> and made me want to go tear somebody's head off. <laughs> but other than that, like I'm just chilling. Like, all right, I'm 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 exposed to just a whole new world. So recruiting was phenomenal. Yeah. You know, going up, I went to after my sophomore year, I went to a Clemson camp. And um Coach Sweeney at the time was the receiver coach. And um Billy Napier, if I'm not mistaken, it was like the tight end back when I was recruited. And uh, Chris Rump, I don't know what Coach Rump at now. I don't know if he's in Florida in the league. But uh, he was a D-line coach, and they had walked over to me after the camp. And they was like, hey. Uh, because I was I was in a camp around guys that, that had, like, all these offers. Yeah. And I was, like, like dapping everybody up. Like, hey, man, that's good, man. You going where? And he was like, yeah, I got an offer from, you know, South Carolina. And I and in my mind from Macon, I'm like, yo, that's far. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you going to South Carolina? Not thinking that with the campus in Clemson, we in South Carolina already. Yeah. You know? So I'm thinking like, and then don't don't say you got an offer from Hawaii or something. I'm like, yo. <laughs> yo, you could go there? So I don't even know what recruiting is. So, um, um, but I'm, I'm pounding these guys up. But when we go and compete, I'm whooping all of them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I remember it was one guy that I, it was we was constant in a constant battle. But I'm whooping all of them. So, I'm, but I'm still it's not done on me. Like, all right. So at the end of the camp, um, they come up to me and they say, "Hey, man, it was my cousin was right, like right. I can see him right now. He was like on the left. They said, "Hey, man, look, we're gonna offer you a scholarship." Right there. Yeah, and I was wow. like. Oh, that's that's amazing! <laughs> and they was, right, and they was like, um, "Yeah, okay." And they kind of just walked off, right? And, and my cousin, and my cousin, right here, and I'm going. He going. He's like, "Yo, dude, what the heck are you doing?" I'm like, "I said, what is that?" He was like, "An offer to school?" I'm like, "Yeah, what what, what are you talking about?" He's like, "You could come here." I'm like, "I could come here." He's like, yeah. I said, well, let's do it. He's like, no, it don't work. Like, he's like, you just, you just, you like fifteen. Like, it's more people, more people to come. He's like, yeah, yeah. So, but I did not know like what recruiting was because you got to think about it. I never dreamed about college, yeah. so I didn't even know. Like, I knew what, you know, some people go to college or whatever. But you know, where I come from in the circumstances that I was, uh, that was in front of me. You, you thinking about making it home, or you thinking about what your next meal gonna be. Sure. You know, you're not thinking about, like, really just getting out. You know, I wasn't there yet. Some kids maybe have it, you know, uh, earlier than, you know, other kids. But so recruiting was amazing. Got recruited by everybody mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, and then um, Coach Rocker, who was at Auburn, he had right. called me. And when Coach Rocker called me, um, I didn't know who he was. Um I told him all the time he, he hate when I tell him. I said, man, I thought you was a white guy. Had a, <laughs> so I thought you was a country, just country white guy that had called me. I didn't know where Auburn was. Yeah. Uh, um, I didn't know where Auburn was. And then he was just like, he, and I was like, he was like, I played here. I was like, you play here? <laughs> He's like, yeah. So when I looked him up, I'm like, yo, <laughs> yo, you didn't only play, you was the man. Yep. So I'm like, if you the man, I got to come and I got to come and check yeah, you out. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Two things about that. I, 
Jeff seems like the kind of guy that I would hate to go up against. He is the nicest <laughs> human being in the world. 100%. Don't want to be on the business. And then that. on the business side of that, your your head's rolling on the on the fifty yard line. A hundred percent. And just your reaction is like, cool. Yeah, yeah. Offer from Clemson. Yeah, facts. Sounds good. <laughs> I, mean, I love how innocent it is. I'm, think, I'm thinking of the coaches that you mentioned. Obviously, Dabo is the coach right, at Clemson now. Yeah, but Bill, Billy, he's the he's, head coach somewhere. He's at Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah, so he's, he's a top 25 team. Yeah, and then um, um, his brother's actually coaching at Lagrange right yeah. now. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Right on the road. And um, um, the D line coach, um, ah, I can see him right now. He was at he was at Florida, Tennessee, but uh. It'll come to me. But All the right. D-line coach at the time, I mean, he's been – because when I came to Tennessee to visit Coach Rock, he was there. Okay, gotcha. Uh, he was like the outside linebacker coach. He kept saying the whole time when I was there, Rock, he told me no. <laughs> if that was, you was the reason Rock. I'm like, yeah, it was, it was Tracy Rock. Wow. Hands down. That's, hands down. That's incredible. So, yeah. so how for, – for you being, you know, where, where you were at that time, how much did your eyes open as the recruiting offers came in? You know what? It was really um, staying – it was really – it was a humbling experience for me. Like, I could not – I wouldn't allow myself to, like, get too much, you know, caught up in the, the hype mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, I love football. You know what I'm saying? Like, football so, – so, my like I said, my approach to football was so different. Like, it was personal. Like, I wasn't the type that I started training and all that, but I wasn't the type that just was just going to get out there, you know. And I'm, I'm not a skilled guy, so, you know, I'm not getting out here and running routes and doing comb drills and stuff like that. You know, for me, it was really hitting the weight room. Everything was personal because <clears throat> what I saw, football was an avenue to be able to take the anger that I had from, from the, um, the, the traumatized childhood that I came from and they apply it to something, to remove, to take this energy that is just here and put it in a positive, you know. And it was crazy. It's like you, the response that you get from, like, knocking the hell out of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, it's it's crazy. It's so, so for me, um, I never got caught up into that. Like, you know how people pose with the jerseys and stuff like that? Yeah. I, ne- I, I, I think it was Auburn. I was with Auburn. I was uh, getting recruited by Auburn, and um, they were saying, you know, hey, put on your jersey and, you know, pose. <clears throat> and I was like, no, nah, I'm good. They was like, yo, put on the jersey and pose. I'm like, no, I, I, I'm good. And they was like, why? I was like, what? Don't you got to earn that? Wow. And wow. they was like, you you don't. And cause I didn't know nobody. I never seen nobody get recruited before me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As far as the recruiting process go. Gotcha. Yeah. Nobody never really just told me what it was going to be like. So I was like, man, I'm not feeling, I can't put on, like, I don't, now. I don't, if a kid, I got cousins and all this, and they want to put on jerseys and all that. And yes, please have a good time. Yeah. Like, enjoy yourself. But for me, you know, growing up in the environment that I grew up in, like football and, and my, and my, Avenue to football, it was so personal that I didn't get caught up into none of the hype. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't have, you know, and I wish I could go on a, and it may be motivational for somebody, but at the same time, it was, it was just like, this is me. Like, I'm out here, we, we put the ball down, 
we go best on best. I like my chances. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's how that, and that was it. So, you know, so the recruiting process, it it was just it was mad crazy, but it was I it was a real humble experience for me. When you got to Auburn, you're there with an incredible incredible yeah. class. Was there a moment like even in in training camp, spring ball, whatever, where you look around like these are some dogs out here and we can do something special? I knew I don't know about we could do something. I knew that we came into the, the class came into Auburn saying we'll win a national championship. Wow. Like that was the it was a edgy, some mm-hmm. of the older guys may say cocky. Yeah. <laughs> uh class uh, with a lot of different personalities. But you know, it was so we we came into the to to Auburn with a mentality that we'll 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 get there. We don't know how. And I knew that it was different. My because people was it was like a fight had broke out in captain practice over reps. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was like, yo, you got two more reps than me. I was like, yo, if this the competitive energy that we're around right now, you can't do nothing but win. Mm-hmm. You, if a person is fighting at captain practice, that mean that the, pre, the 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 coach is not there. Is player ran practices by the captains, and if we are if the if this guy's scuffling over reps, I, I like the competitive. So, um, and Cam will always. I didn't. Um, Cam was a guy that you I would hear from my other um, classmates that, you know, because he had came from, you know, national championship experience. So mm-hmm. he would always say, yeah, we're we going to win. Because he came in from Blinn at that point, He right? came in from Blinn. If I'm not mistaken, Cam never lost in college. No. Nah. Yeah. You know, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think so. Because nah. he won a natty with Florida. Florida. Mm-hmm. Went to Blinn, dominated. Went to Blinn, and I don't think he lost there either. Nah. And then came to Auburn. That's 14-0. and 0, So I think his first loss maybe was his rookie year. That's crazy. At, at you know the NFL. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It, it, it was just – so, with that mentality in the, and we had 23, like, seniors. So, Three a lot of people class. don't realize that. And the, and the offensive line, I think, had over, like, 100-plus starts. So, it was a lot of ball – a lot of people who had played a lot of ball. And then Nick Farrelly just had one of the most dominating, yeah. you know, um, seasons that I've seen. So, just coming into with that – the thing that I remember before any, it was just a lot of edgy guys from Darvin Adams to, to Charvin Bell to, you know, some of the younger guys to the older guys to the Mike Dyers to the Chris Davis and and and, you know, because um, we all just kind of had like a little mini reunion. We just came from Ryan Smith wedding. And, hey, and congratulations, yeah. Ryan so, Smith! Yeah, yeah. So we, everybody, kind of talking about some of the same things that we talking about right here. So. One thing that you've told us kind of in the past, but right. you know, for to give everybody kind of idea, what was it like being a teammate with Cam Newton? Right. That's I think that's the most, <laughs> <laughs> you know, from what Cam has done in his career is remarkable. Um, Cam is somebody I'm gonna always support. You know, I don't. It's, it's not somebody that I'm texting. Uh, I'm not for to sit up and act like that. I'm real close with you know other guys that you know we had a the, our class was very tight. Mm-hmm. You know, so when we came in together, like, we did everything together. You know what I'm saying? And um, so Cam was an older guy, but, you know, my locker wasn't too far from here. So I just saw how he went about it every day. And um, one of the most, you know, hardest working people um, that I have ever been around in the sport. Um, um, his humility um, a lot of people, when they think of Cam, the first thing they think of just cocky guy. A little goofy. A little goofy, yeah. all that. And that's true. 
<laughs> you know, as far as like the goofy, but I went, but he he's he's more what people uh, look at as cocky that would call cocky. He's just so competitive. Mm-hmm. Like Cam is comp- like you would leave the practice, and Cam is in the middle of the um, the locker room. They would put on a Madden tournament, <laughs> and he got to win. Yeah. And if, if Cam loses, it's, it's a reason now. <laughs> if Cam loses, it's a reason. The jaw still wasn't working right. Battery it, was yeah, dead. Oh, yeah. It was, it was definitely a reason. We finding a reason. Yep. Yeah, but just to be able to have that in, you know, one of the most memorable moments of that year after he won the Heisman, um, um, him walking back in the locker room and everybody giving him, you know, a round of applause. Like, man, he just won the Heisman. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember I was at Applebee's <laughs> in Warner Robins, Georgia, and, and they turned down like all the volume. They was like, "Oh, they was like Jeff, you watching Cam?" I'm like, "Yeah." So they just the Applebee's just kind of lowered and, and brought up the volume of the Heisman speech, and and me and my, I think my brother, and we watched Cam, you know, with the speech and everything. But yeah, he just a, a, a workaholic and, and and extremely happy for. Everything that he got going and wishing him well in his health and, and hopefully that, you know, he can have a dominating season with the Patriots this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you guys <laughs> on that road, I mean, you had that crazy uh, comeback against Alabama. Right. Um, but when you get selected to take on Oregon in the national championship, how exciting was that for you guys to get that news? Uh, that was very, you know, we was just happy to, um, we was just happy to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, just we, I think by that time, after the Alabama game, it was like, all right, we, it's only we gotta one, go now. We yeah. gotta, you know, as long as we handle our business. Yeah, it was no disrespect to South Carolina, but we, it was almost to the point we didn't even thinking about South Carolina. <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, we there. We, we gonna win. I remember uh, Malzahn <laughs> after we beat Alabama. I just kept repeating, we're going to win the whole thing. <laughs> like, we're going we gonna to win the whole thing. Because you got to think about it. The SEC West, that's a gauntlet. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, it is. And then they got the playoffs now? Like, you're going through a playoff technically. Every week. In the regular season. And don't 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 scream out Ole Miss. And those are Ole Miss and Mississippi State probably one of your toughest games. Because they coming. They coming at you. They I always mean, have they, something to prove, right? And let's, and let's just be honest. Nowadays, they have the offense to – Put up score points with anybody. Yeah, so um, I just remember running that gauntlet, you know what I'm saying, and um, coming out to SEC West, we just knew, for one, if you run a table in the West, you got, you got to put me in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's no debate. There's no, <laughs> you know, I think the only person preseason that said we was going to do something um, in his bowl predict, uh, predicament, um, Kurt Hurst. Herb Street. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, he said that um, uh, he he thought we was gonna win the West because of Cam Newton added to that offense and Malzahn. Mm-hmm. Nobody didn't really have a game plan for it. You know, yeah. th- you know that offense. And um, yeah, he was right. I mean, as a defensive guy, when you see a quarterback built like Cam, yeah, is that intimidating or not at all? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. It's just crazy to watch. Yeah. You know, for me, it wasn't that like, all right, he's big. It was I saw Cam um, talking to Lee Zimba, who was like six seven, and it was eye to eye. Dang. And I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> your quarterback looking your left tackle eye to eye. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this is crazy. All right, so yeah. Any good stories from that team? 
I mean, it's a they, lot. That, that's safe for air. <laughs> All right. It's a, definitely, there's a lot of stories that you don't tell on air. Um, but no, I think the one of the best stories is uh, we used to sing Lean On Me. At we, it, we, no kidding. We started, really? Yeah, we started the, because we used to have a, a amazing, um, like, um, team and fellowship Bible study, yeah. like, before, um, uh, I mean, um, after dinner, mm-hmm. you know, the late night. And uh, we'll be praying and, and things of that nature. <clears throat> and we started Lean On Me. And um, we beat Mississippi State. And once we beat Mississippi State, um, that game was so like uh, the different emotions. Yeah. During, during that game, <clears throat> uh, we locked up, sang Lean On Me, and we did it out there every win. Let's go. I I wish I could have been a fly on the wall. They got it. I think they got it on the um, internet. Uh, if you go back and watch the mm-hmm. the Coach Chizik speech after the national champion, yeah, chip game. Um, it's like a nine minute deal, but we sung "Lean on Me" at the end of that. But was it started in Mississippi State. Who's the best singer in the group? <clears throat> the best singer in the group. Oh, who claims to be the best singer in the group? Oh, who can sing? Because there's a lot of people who think they can rap. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a difference the between the- actually being able to do it and being self-proclaimed and that you can do it. of course, the infamous it- locker room rappers. Absolutely, and I'm not naming names. <laughs> <laughs> Very fair. Very fair. Understood. I'm not naming names. I don't, I'm trying to think. Oh, I wish I had my boys. Because I, I don't know, I don't, nobody came right off my head, like, as far as, you know, who could really sing? I got you. I got you. Yeah. Jack, go ahead, man. Awesome. So, talking about that um, national title year, right? You get you're getting to go to University of Phoenix Stadium. You know, playing Oregon. Kind of walk us through that game and your experience. You know, playing in an atmosphere like that, and then of course the feeling when you get the clock hits zero, the field goal goes through. You guys win the national championship. Well, I'm gonna just give you the country. Um, vibes of everything. First of all, we on a plane and we going to Arizona. You was know, that so your I, first time being on a plane? No, no, not at all. I mean, U.S. Army All American game was the first time gotcha. I flew. So, you know, shout out the ball. You know, yeah. I started uh-huh. flying things of that nature. But by that time, I think um, our first flight was it? Uh, maybe it was Clint. I mean, I mean um, Kentucky. Okay, when Randall Cobb got drafted that night. Um, uh, I'm glad we got out of that one. Um, um, but, um, when we, we're going out there to Arizona and it's just a different environment. You got a bunch of country boys out here in Arizona, you know what I'm saying? And, um, that just sounded like a good time. Yeah. So we had, of course we had, we had a great time and the mindset was just, man, it's football. I think we was more like. You know, maybe some of the young guys is like, all right, we playing Oregon. What crazy uniform they going to pull out? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fair. The ballot. But, but it was with Coach Chizik. I think he did like the first two days. We got there. He was like, all right, the first two days, no curfew. But um, the meeting's going to start the next morning. I think that was the earliest meetings. Like the no curfew days was like, you got to be back. First meeting at like 6.30 a.m. So it's like, all right, you could go out. or Well, you going to pay for it the next day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that's a smart way to do it to kind of, cause I think, um, Chip Kelly, I think they, they was on like curfew, like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock the whole time they was out yeah. there. So to lose, that had to suck too. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that definitely had to suck. Uh, still throwing body blows. <laughs> um, he's got the rings to prove it. A hundred percent. A hundred. Shout out to Cam and the crew. <laughs> uh, but 
when we when we got out there, Coach Chizik, it was very business oriented. Okay. Like it was, man, it was Auburn. Because you remember before then, it was a thirty day break. Mm, that's right. It was a thirty day break before. So forget getting out there. Getting out there was fun. That was we had fun out there. Yeah. But when we was back at Auburn, man, we was in camp. So it was back at like championship camp. Man, oh. man we was in. Um, full pads, <laughs> inside drill. And you're just, I'm tired of this. I want to play. Man, what? I mean, they don't built Auburn. I mean, they don't built Oregon up to be, you know, the you know the coaching staff got to do it. You know, you finna go up against this guy. It's better than everybody. You're like, oh, yo, we we just came from we just came from running the gauntlet. But it was no. When we got out there. We just had a mindset. We was gonna play ball. Gotcha. Yeah. And those 30 days, man, oh, man. I mean, that Christmas workout is still a – after Christmas, that's still an epic. Everybody is out. That was the first workout I almost fell out in uh, during, during the season. Because, you know, the season workouts is a season workout. Yeah. yeah. You find a group. Man, well, you good. go off for five days and you come back <laughs> and Woo. you got – you sprint. <laughs> when you come back, oh man, that was crazy. Ain't no Body, coaches body's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what, are, was, what are we doing? Coach Josh did it. He did it, man. He was ready to mess with y'all when you came oh, back. Oh my God. It's like he was licking his chops, man. <laughs> he called me that day. Surprised I'm doing an interview. He's like, yo, interview man. <laughs> so I'm in the back about to faint. He's like, yo, interview man. If you went busy so doing so many interviews, oh my God. maybe you could get, I'm like, yo, I almost died. Like, I almost didn't make it to Arizona, man. Oh my God. It was some of my teammates like that with me, but I'm, I was the guy that, you know, after the workout, you don't want to lean on people. Like, you know, everything that you don't want to do, I did after that workout. Leaning on people. Oh, <laughs> man. It, it was bad. Because I did not. I just thought we, we had some called tempo runs. Yeah. And I'm like, he got to give us tempo runs when we come back. Like, the first, you know, the first the first workout. So, you're not even, you're not getting proper rest. You're just like, all right, we just got to get back. We've been driving. You know, uh, Coach Shouts been here. Not, he's always say before we about to go up. Before we do a crazy workout, say, hey, man, you're different. Ah. And that was it. It was like, that's all we got. So, <laughs> like, yo, you're, you're a ball player. You're different, man. You got to go here through comes, it. So, yeah. Here comes trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it was but being out there in Arizona, it, it was just a crazy experience. And um, it was good, but it was so, we were so focused on winning the game, man. I mean, we had a good time, but we was really focused on winning the game. That game had the Michael Dyer run, right? Where his yeah, knee was like half an yes, inch off. Yeah. What was it like on the sidelines for that? Um, it happened so fast, but everybody, you know, because Mike was just standing up there. Everybody was like, go, like <laughs> run. Like, and um, I think he ran for like 30 more yards. Yeah. yeah. Instead and, of the game winning field goal. Oh, right? absolutely. And and just on the sideline, we knew everybody. That's the most confident, like, you know, I, I played with Cody Parkey at Auburn. And, um, um, I think um, Daniel freshman year, Carson, I think I, yeah, his freshman year. So I played with two great kickers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, when when Wes um, came up to kick, uh, we knew he was ready. That's Wes Byron. Right? Yeah. When Wes Byron, when he came up to kick, everybody knew it was going in. Like, it, I swear, it was not one person on, we already started talking about celebrate. <laughs> like, it was not one person like, yo, maybe this could be blocked. <laughs> or maybe, like, it's nobody, because we were so prepared for that moment. And um, and when it happened, of course, you know, 
you kick the field goal, you win, you look at each other as freshmen, you're like, we'll be here next year. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're thinking, you know what I'm saying, this, this is how it's supposed to be. This is how it's supposed to be. Go ahead, Jack. Incredible, man. So you win the national championship. What is it like, you know, the confetti's shooting out everywhere. Right. The celebration is on. What is it like for you, a kid from Macon, Georgia, now here at the biggest stage of college football celebrating? It's crazy because, we, like I said, we so tight <clears throat> with my teammates. It was just crazy just to celebrate together. It wasn't even like – you got to think about it. You know, that's me at 18, so what, just five years prior to that, I didn't even know – I didn't know what a scholarship was. I didn't know – so I'm still kind of new to it. Yeah. So I'm just enjoying, like, the moment, the moment. <clears throat> and the thing about that game, I even tell, like, kids, like, so I was averaging um, at the beginning, like, the first three games, maybe eight snaps, nine snaps a game. And then it started to pick up, you know, as the years start to go. And then the SEC Championship had a lot of snaps. But Nick was on a roll, yeah. him and Clayton, and they older guys, and they was on a roll doing a national championship. So it was like one series to go by, another series to go by, and I'm like, yo, I'm, let me get some of this action. <laughs> so I started to pout, you know, and, and, and just I'm hot. You know, I'm, and I'm standing by Coach Rock the whole time. He know I'm hot. But looking back, looking at it from a 29-year-old, like they hot. Like it's all about the team. Like, yo, yeah. we hot. They ain't. Nothing is happening. <laughs> so he tells all 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 week in practice, he's going, Hey man, if the, if the backs tell you, you know, we're just gonna rush inside, you'll hit him in the mouth. You hit quarterback, you hit running back, whatever, back to you. He's telling him this for 30 days I don't heard this. <clears throat> we get so I'm not getting I'm not getting in the game. And and the D line rolling, there's a lot of three and outs. Corey out there having that, he was a freshman as well. He out there having fun. Um but I'm not getting my rotation, and so I'm I'm hot. And all of a sudden, he's like, <clears throat> I think we end up they they was on they was in the um the black zone on their one yard line, and he's like, get in. So I'm knowing already we've been practicing this like yeah, I take a shot here, um or the, the running game ain't really been going right for him, so we don't feel like they're gonna try to run it at us, you know, run it between the te- between between the guards. So I come out there, the back is to me. Hmm. And I'm going, I don't, it's in my mind, like, back to me, go inside, back to me, go inside. I'm going to rush him. I bull rush him down the middle. I mean, push, put him, put him back into the quarterback's pocket. Just so happened, the quarterback, Thomas, I think that was his name, threw the ball, and it was a 75-yard completion. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, I had to come back out. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And when I came back out, that was my only snap. Dang. Oh. I was I was averaging, you know, eight at the, the first three games, started to get, like, 14, playing a lot. But it taught me a critical moment that, you know, you always be locked in. Like, you never – it's all about the team. Mm-hmm. It's never about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, ne- it's never – I don't care if you going out there and you making ten tackles. I don't care if you put um, you doing the Superman deal with like Cam does. Mm-hmm. Like it's never about you. It's the team, and you could do all that and have a great time as long as you understand like this is bigger than you. And it taught me that because years later, before the season, I had to talk to the team. Yeah, 
about being injured or was going to miss that season, and that was the season that we went back to the Natty. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo. And that, and that year, in 13, for me, it was the leadership emerging because I always ran from it. But I learned from that one snap in a national championship game in 2010 that even in 13, it wasn't about my injury and it wasn't about – just I think after that year, I think I was like missing like I had missed like eighteen straight games or something like that wow. due to injuries. It wasn't about me. It was all about the team. It was about Nick Marshall. Mm-hmm. It was about Sammy Coates. It was about Corey Grant. It was about Chris Davis Jr. It was about Ken Carter, Nosa Igwe, D four. It was about all those guys. So I just that year helped me pour into everybody because learning from two thousand ten. When the coach is telling me, and he told, and Coach Rock still say to this day, you know, you're supposed to be in the paper. Because <laughs> he was like, the back was telling you, if you would have came inside, you would you don't know, that could have been a pick. That could have been a safety. Yeah, he yeah. could You could have knocked the ball out of his hand and fell on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know. So you always got to be in the moment. Yeah. Football is a lot correlation to life. Yeah. Like, everything is all in the moment. And you have to you have to do that. So, uh, that's 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 what I say that I learned. So, for you to pour into your teammates like that, you didn't have to do that in thirteen because you know, like right. like like you said, injury happened. You're not playing, right? But I think that was such an incredible realization for you to like. All right, it's not about me anymore. Whatever, we still got something special, and we can still do that. How proud of you are of that team because you you still talk about. <clears throat> You know how how proud are you of those guys? I mean, yeah. that must have been pretty amazing for you to see. Like just pouring this belief into them, it got them to another level. Well, you know, the the beauty of it is, it was that's my role. I was playing my role. You know, I was. You know, 2010 happened. Then 11 came behind with 2011 and had the best year of my whole career because mm-hmm. it was I was I was not hurt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like literally every other year after that, I was hurt. You know, uh, it's so uh, I felt like uh, I remember and uh, I love Chad, but Chad used to he knew how to piss me off (laughs) when we we, we going out of their practice. And he goes, it's all good. You may want that rep. You practice all American. You ain't going to make it to the game. Oh my! (laughs) And I'll be hurt. (laughs) And I'll be hurt. Like before game day or something like that. Or or if, if we was in the spring. It come to the fall, something was gonna happen. <laughs> man, come on! And Chad knew how to hit me. Chad knew how to hit me low, man. Chad he just knew how to push your button. And he's still with the Giants, so I shout out to a slave. But, uh, but I just looked at it from the thirteen because we've been. I love thirteen mm-hmm. that team so much because that it was my that was my class as yeah. far as being able to two national championship you know, appearances. Um, <clears throat> at the end of the day, I got to watch one of the greatest things that ever happened in the football game in the kick six. Yep. <laughs> from, like, my guy, like Chris Davis Jr., <laughs> yes. like, that, like me and Chris, and that's going to be his story to tell, like, we had a personal conversation, like, a week or so prior before before that before that happened. So just knowing the whole story that yeah. led up to that, that's amazing. That's for him to tell. Yeah. But – uh, being on that 2013 team because you got to think about it. We won a natty. Uh, we just missed Russell Wilson. We was uh, recording yeah, Russell. Just close. We just missed Russell. 
And then shout out to uh, Trotter. We had Trotter that year. And then um, 12, we three and nine. But during that year time, we ended up losing like um, two of my teammates got killed wow. uh, when I was at Auburn. And so you got 11, 12. We won the Chick-fil-A Bowl. 12 with three and nine, mm-hmm. worst team. They fire Coach Shizik. Right. 13, Coach Malzahn come back, so a very familiar face. And it was a, a, like a gut check for us. Like, we know how to get there, like, especially for the, like, the, the, the older guys. Like, right. we, yeah. knew how to, we knew how to get there. And, and our backgrounds, we was just very edgy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Very edgy group. And and for everybody to say, I'm the nicest one, my, my teammates claimed that I almost got to fight with all of them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're like, you know, everybody think you're the nicest one, but you almost fought everybody in the class. It's like, well, you know, <laughs> they put me around edgy guys. You know what I'm saying? Uh, th- the 13 team and the, the most, I'm just going to call it how I see it, I, I feel like one of the most disrespected athletes in the last decade is Nick Marshall. As far as a lot of people don't give him the credit. Like, listen, Nick broke cam records, summer cam yeah, records. sure did. Like, a lot of people didn't get that. Like, Nick was the guy. So he should be talked in the same vein. Nick yeah. was the guy. Like, listen, Nick ain't 6'6", 250. Right. No. You know what I'm saying? And, and, I mean, what Cam has done is amazing. I'm not taking nothing. I'm Always, forever, I don't care how many people he piss off, I'm forever <laughs> room for Cam Newton. Like, forever, nothing but love. If we never talk, you feel what I'm saying? I'm forever room for him. But Nick Marshall was to do, like, I always said if you walked in the room, you'll know, like, with Cam personality, you'll know he's in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you walked in the room with Nick, you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. But when you talk to him, you'll feel it. Interesting. So a different, ki- a different kind of leader. Yeah, you'll feel that he was different. And he ain't trying to, get, you know, and it's not knocking nobody, but it's just two different leaders. You know what I'm saying? And, and that word don't come up with Nick, but to take a 3-9 and nine team with a lot of talent, yeah, we're not going back to the national championship if we don't have Nick Marsh at quarterback. That's just a fact. I don't, I don't care what nobody says. And, and Trey, one of the best backs, you know, have came um, out of the program. I don't think Trey almost rushes for 2,000 yards if it's not for Nick. Like, exactly. Nick, we was 3-9. and nine. Yeah. And the next year, John Legend was singing the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. <laughs> At the Rose Bowl. Yep. <laughs> that it was the next I mean, year. <laughs> he went from 3-9 and nine to playing for a national title. Bro, bro, when people say, like, the tradition, like, because it, everybody had a part of it. Of course, Malzahn and the staff, but it's this, it's Chizik, it's Yachts. Yeah. it's those people in the past too. Because you don't you don't rebuild in a year. It's impossible to call football. <laughs> you to don't do, re- have, to you have don't, that kind of turnaround is impossible. You don't rebuild in a year, so yeah. that means what what you have is what you have. You, what you have, a adding Nick Marshall was the the missing piece. Yeah, that was it. That like the the, the importance of like how he did it with. Grace and how he did it with just the mindset, like, and this is my best story of Nick Marshall. So Nick comes in, I I go on a recruiting visit, yeah, and I'm helping recruit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, coming off the thirteen, I'm at twelve season, going into thirteen. I'm looking at the list and I see 
They had Nicholas. I said, oh, Nicholas boy. Marshall. And I'm like, Nicholas. Full on government name. I yep. Said, Is that, it's only one Nick Marshall that I know. I saw the highlights. <laughs> I, I, when I was playing high school ball, <laughs> yeah. I was watching Wilcox County, like, yo, that Marshall kid, like, yo, he's amazing. Yep. When I played at the North and, and, and South All Star game, I saw Wilcox helmet and like a dude that was like 6'6. And I was like, yo, you Nick? He was like, no, I'm his cousin. He's coming out next year. I'm like, he ain't even a senior. And I knew about Nick. And I'm going to the Army All-American games. Yeah. But I like Nick Marshall is amazing. When I looked at that list, and I'm like, yo, is this? I remember looking at Coach G, Coach Rodney Garden. I'm like, yo, is that Nick? He's like, yeah. I said, that went to Jordan? He's like, yeah. I said, he's going to be coming back here? He's like, he's like, we're trying to get him. And we're going to put him at QB? He was like, yeah. I said, man. He looked at me. He said, will we have a chance? He the, I said, he the best athlete. <laughs> he the best athlete that I know. Like, And I take Georgia football personal. Like, sure. You know, yeah. it's, it's, I, and when I, I used to introduce myself in classes where they say, where you from? I'm from the great state of Georgia. What you there mean you where I'm from? There you you know go. what I'm saying? But what Nick did is, is hands down is one of the best two runs. Two-year runs. It ain't like we went to the Natty and then the next year we fell off. No. Mm. <clears throat> Before the fumble on the goal line against AM and in 14, mm-hmm. we was going to be in the first playoffs. So That's that was right. the first year of the playoffs. Yeah, I right. think y'all were a three-seed, uh, the th- yeah. number three team in the country yeah. going that game. Like, we was 8-1, I think, something like that, or 7-1. Mm-hmm. Like, that was Nick Marshall. <laughs> and I just – Sorry to go on a little rampage about no, Nick. No, 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 that's what but, we're here for. You know, the, but Nick is um, that's somebody. He's somebody. I tell you one thing. He's he's somebody. I would I would rock his jersey in the stadium. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, he's somebody that I got a lot of respect for. I think that <clears throat> you know the media. You know, when Nick's from to even graduate high school is a huge accomplishment. It is so. The way people kind of went at him, and he he's not smart, he can't talk, he can't you know do X, Y, and Z, and I you know like even what we doing is so it's natural because yeah. we we this is what we do, yeah, and we don't have a lot of experience yeah. at this, but you turn that red light on in front of most people, oh they it's yeah. it's tough it's, you it's, see it's not easy you I have seen people. I have a dope conversation with right, and it's like in three, two, one, action, hey man. Uh, <laughs> you like yo frozen. It's something that that red light we due to a lot it. of people. So, but the 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 point him out and to say that he wasn't you know smart, he wasn't articulate. If anybody, if anybody in this room had a conversation with Nick Marshall, and you go from if you look at what they read, what they wrote, and then have an actual conversation with him, you'll walk away and go, everybody's full of you know what. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's so I, I got a lot of love for Nick and and, and I think that <clears throat> Nick saved the program. That's what he Yeah. He saved the I'll program. Be, you don't you, when you go three and now you can lose a lot of stuff, man. Yeah you can. And I mean, the next get, year you go back. You went to the natty? The next year, you finna go again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'll be honest. I, that was my first year working here. And going back and thinking about it, like, yeah. He, Nick was a problem. Like, yeah. he, he helped He helped save Auburn, Auburn football. The, I can, the guys I who playing of, ball now at Auburn, 
knows about Nick Marshall. Of course yeah. they know about Cam because it's Cam. MVP in the league, like that stuff, which is amazing, kept him very relevant. But when they was, if somebody was watching Auburn football, a lot you got to think about Cam was here for eight months. Yep, mm-hmm. Nick Nick here for two years. So my mm-hmm. so <clears throat> what I try to start by, and you know uh, you know I, I I tell people all the time you know. Uh, the running joke I grew up Baptist Slash Pentecostal That means that Everybody was going to hell But us <laughs> So so we could go uh, I'm long winded yeah. But what I was trying to say Is with Nick Nick came in the indoor He had to take a lot of classes When he first got there yeah. That summer Nick can't We've been out there Working out uh, Everybody doing their little position stuff And the deep, <clears throat> The um, wild outs Had came out They was waiting on Nick But he had He was in study hall Yeah mm-hmm. So it took a little time and you had some guys that was like, man, I'm finna get up out of here. This new kid coming in, that we finna sit out here and just wake the whole time. I'm just sitting back. I'm finishing up my workout. I'm just watching. Wow. Nick come in in some gym shorts, <clears throat> um, um, uh, fresh little outfit, but just just cool, casual. And somebody was like, yo, Nick, throw me a pass. This is no lie. And I know, like, it's some people on that team that remember that that was in that indoor that day. Nick threw like a slant, or I don't think it was a deep ball. I think it was like a slant, a post, or something like that. He threw. The receivers that said they was leaving <clears throat> all went back to the wall and put on their cleats. Wow, <laughs> one pass. All went wow. all went back to the wall and put on their cleats and went for like thirty more minutes. Now they've been out here already. Yeah. Went for like thirty more minutes with Nick. Wow! And you know what Nick did? Took mm-hmm. off his shirt, had on a had on a uh, tank top, on, just grabbed some cleats, mm-hmm. and like let's let's make it work. Let's do it wow. right now. That's no amazing. stretching, that's, no nothing. Just that's leadership. And he was just going. That's crazy. And so you know, it was I was like the the the, the big bro of the team. Yeah. Like, I was going, you know, I probably don't say some guys from not getting kicked off, sure. yeah. <laughs> or you know, if somebody, you know. Uh, if somebody need me to talk up for them or whatever, they kind of knew that if I, they came to me, that like, all right, it probably was going to go through. It's probably <laughs> going to go through because, man, I had Coach uh, Miles on the ear. So. Yeah. But what Nick did for the program, it don't, for some odd reason, it just don't, it don't get, you know, you know, it don't get it harked on enough. Like, he saved Auburn. Yeah. Nick Marshall, you have one heck of a hype man. I'm going to let you know right now, and my eyes have been open for he, real. He like, saved Auburn. Like, seriously. Yeah. Uh, so let's go back to that 2013 season. Yes. You got to bear witness to two of the craziest plays <laughs> I've ever seen yeah. in any sport, bar none. 100%. The prayer at Jordan here against right. Georgia, and then the kick six. Kind of walk us through that ground level, because I know I was here in the – I was here in the control room watching the game. They were both CBS games. Right. And losing, like, losing my mind. Can I, I don't have a rooting interest in the game at all. Okay. Oh, uh, you just saying that well, because I, I'm, I'm right here today? No, actually, or you, you really going? You know, I don't actually, know. Let's, let me, just, let's just. Hey, there's, there's, there's actually, a big enough table. Jack, well, <laughs> well, actually, I need to take that back because I didn't have a rooting interest in the Iron Bowl. Okay. But I am a Georgia fan. Okay. So I was a Georgia fan, you know, watching, you know, the Deep South Orders. Uh, 100%. And I'm watching the game, and I cannot believe what, what I'm just witnessing. Happened. And yeah, Nick, yeah. did your dogs like that? Yes. Well, well I mean, yeah, but it was same, personal for him. But it was it, it was absolutely personal. <laughs> Very for him. personal. So you know, 
I can't believe what's going on. What is going through your mind on the field? I still can't rap it to this day. It's like, <laughs> yo, what? You know what I'm saying? Because this is the problem. And this is why every time, you know, sometimes I get, like, my family, you know, like my god brother, number one is anytime we play Georgia, he called my phone every year. <laughs> and I go, hello? And he just start barking. Oh, my god! Every, every year. He's one of those Georgia fans? Every, I mean, every year. I and, apologize. And, and, and he wanted those. So it's like, I mean, every year. So what I try to remind him and other people, I'm like, yo, we was up by 21. Like, we was, it should not never been it that close. It had a been. prayer. <laughs> like it it shouldn't have gotten that close. It shouldn't have gotten that close. Like, we was going crazy. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and with Murray, who I just thought threw the best slant I ever mm. seen. You knew it was coming. Like, yo, the slant coming. Uh, no, the first down. <laughs> yo. <laughs> the slant coming and they and Georgia had a had a rotation of about four straight quarterbacks from me watching and then playing against them that knew how to throw the back shoulder. That just knew how to throw the back shoulder perfect. So um he started doing the back shoulders, those slants. They started getting some momentum and, and Georgia's not a slouch. Like this no. is Georgia. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean it was a top twenty five game. A hundred percent. And uh, with the with Ricardo uh, being able to just kind of keep his eyes on the ball and 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 catch the uh, catch the rock and take it to the house, and a lot of people don't forget that D Ford saved the he was really the play the last play of the game. Yes, he sacked Aaron Murray when he sacked him because the the tight end was just going on the. I mean, he was wide open. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it was a it was going to be what, what Murray was doing with those tight fits. He was been able. to at least get a guy a chance to, you know, have the ball. So D Ford saved that one. And then two weeks later, <laughs> you can't describe that. You can't because it's so personal to me because I knew the conversation that me and this individual had mm-hmm. for like two hours. And then two weeks later, you ever know, like you tell somebody like, man, some good stuff is on your way. Yes. And then that happened, and you like, yo. <laughs> but it still played in the game high, pre-high videos. Bro, listen, two weeks later, Chris, what people don't understand about Chris, Chris was the best return man during in college football that year. Yeah. yeah. So Chris was like the best person who could pull this off. Yep. You feel what I'm saying? And we still mess with him to this day. He's like, you set it up. He's like, yeah, man, I set it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, no, you did not set. You did not. Just just admit like you just was going off of, like, no, I went, oh, God. So he said he set it up. So yeah. it, it's more power to him, man. He, <laughs> he did, did it. it. Right. He did yeah. it. It's more power to him. So, so um, But everybody's eyes roll in the room. Like. <laughs> but to see that, to understand that Carl Lawson uh, made a key stop, uh, a key tackle. So I think it was like third and short. Yeah. Then now it's fourth and short. So when we send Coach Saban going for the kick, in our mind, the game is over. Like in our mind, that was like a way of like, all right, we can't go to overtime. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a way of saying, like they were saying, like, we got to get this kick and get up out of here. Right. Because mm-hmm. the way the momentum is, we're not going to overtime and coming out of this. And um um because Nick and Sammy had a crazy connection yeah yeah um um the tie the game mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken and then when they when they um because it, it took a long time because Chris was the guy a lot of people don't realize Chris was the guy that pushed the guy out for the one second 
Mm-hmm. He was the he was the guy that that was his tackle. So he made the last tackle and the last return of the game. So when they came back and said, "All right, we're gonna put one second on the clock," uh, they put him in. The, they put him back there, and the rest was history. Just crazy. Man. Like I, you you watching it and going. Every time you watch it, it doesn't make sense. Yes, yeah. you watching it and going like, "Yo, <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo." <laughs> And 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 the trainer was mad with me, uh, Dave, uh, our uh, trainer. He was mad at me because I'm running on the field too to jump in the pile. And the funniest thing about it, I, I joke, we was joking at the wedding about this with uh, uh, Chris. He was hot <laughs> when he got up. He was mad because <laughs> you you on the bottom of the pile. I didn't realize till other people start to jump on. That's a lot of people, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I. I started like, yo, I can't, I can't breathe. Like, you know what I'm saying? I started panicking. But he was, he was, <laughs> he was, he was on, on the bottom. bottom. Yep. <laughs> he was on the bottom, so he gets up mad, and I'm like, not nah, no, it's no, it's too much, it's too many cameras right yeah. now. <laughs> this ain't, this ain't the way. But now nah, he, uh, it was just an amazing finish. It was an amazing finish, um, the best finish I ever been a part of. Other than it was that for me, my two was. That in um, my senior year, we beat Northside on like a Hail Mary gotcha. pass. Northside uh, Warner Robins. Yeah, that big robbery. Yes. So, yeah, so we – my teammates still think I'm lying when I say – no, I played in front of like 25,000, 30,000 people. Oh, no, at, Mac- at McConnell Tower? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like 25,000, 30,000 people that come out. No, I 1,000% believe uh, 1, believe yeah, that. they're like, no, you didn't play. It's what you do in Warner Robins. 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100%. I'm just saying, you know, we got some character football up yeah. here. You know what I'm <laughs> no, but uh, – but, that was a, just a crazy finish, and it was uh, – I think Coach Malzahn had told a story. He was like – he had told Coach Johnson, Ellis Johnson, after the prayer in Jordan Harris. He was like, Ellis, you ever seen something like that? <laughs> he was like, yeah, quite quite a few times. He was like, all right, whatever. Uh-huh. Said so the next, you know, two after weeks later, he's like, Ellis, you ever seen something like that? He was like, not a day in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff, we could go all day talking, but yeah. we got to wrap up here in a little bit. What I have been so impressed with you is when we brought you onto the prep zone kickoff, right. you went around the room and talked to every kid, gave your speech, and then talked to every kid yet again. Yeah. You, your aim was to inspire. I know that all of us in the room came, came out of that room inspired, but why? Why do this for them? <clears throat> you know, I, I'm, I'm a big advocate of um, love and um, the importance of it and the importance of asking somebody how you're doing and really matter. Like it really, you really mean like, I'm looking at you and I'm asking you like, yo, how you doing? And the response that you'll get from it, because I don't have many clouds in life, and I don't have somebody to be a rainbow in my cloud. So the goal is, it's really not a give and take. It's really a give and give. So me experiencing that <clears throat> inspires me to like be that for somebody else, on the drop of a dime. No matter where I'm at. Like I said, I went to a Ryan wedding, Ryan Smith wedding. A week before, I was at a casting of somebody who, of, of, a, of a family member who took their life. Like this, this mental health and things, like, that's serious. Especially yeah. when the athletic, especially in ball, football, you have a, the lunchbox mentality. You don't talk. You To be tough and then... A lot of times, <clears throat> which a huge percentage of the game, a lot of black males. Yeah. So you, so from a male standpoint, and then from the culture standpoint, you are taught 
yo, tough is you don't you don't say nothing. So I had to go around the room and say what's up. I knew I in the stories that I was getting back from that room, like, yo, I lost my uncle. He was like my dad, and I don't know what to do. So when you said you lost your mom, I was here, or when you didn't grow up like with your pops and then you later on forgave him, like how how did that happen? Like <clears throat> those are the that's really why I speak, bro. That's where I, I go around. It's like for that moment. Yeah, you can have the, the, like, we can talk about ball. We can talk about this. But life is ball. Yeah. Like, life is ball. I can't do nothing without ball. Mm-hmm. Like, and I can't, like, it's, everything I learned from ball is a correlation to life. So, on one end, a lot of people going, hey, we got these ball players, right? We got these ball players. And I, I hate, I mean, I hate when People get in front of athletes and go, it's only 2% to make it. I'm like, yo, yo, no, 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 no. Even if that's a true statement, which it is true, don't come in here with that. You know what ball could, you know what chasing the logo of ball could help you with? Mm-hmm. Chasing the logo of ball could help you helping a mom raise a son. Mm-hmm. Helping a teacher teach the class. Yep. Helping a coach apply discipline. So it's like, no, chase ball. Go all out. Like, go all out because everything that you learn from ball is going to prepare you for life. What more can you say, Rex? Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. What more can you say? That's. Jeff, thank you for blessing us. Yeah, man, yeah. appreciate y'all, man. This like, was like, and we could we could legitimately go another hour probably. This right. this is by the way the new longest pod episode. <laughs> so that's so maybe that's just being a kid who grew up in Baptist and Pentecostal <laughs> environment. You as, know? as a as a fellow preacher's kid, I, I <laughs> oh, you understand? I one thousand percent understand. <laughs> um, we for the clothes, and we never close like the. Yeah, we never close. So we for the close. We never. <laughs> I, I think it's time to open up the church, the doors of the church, <laughs> and close out this episode. Of well, please, Highline. please remember to reach into your wallets as we have opened your hearts. <laughs> there you go, Rex. You know what the deal is as well. Not well once, be- once that play goes around, don't be skippy now. Exactly, y'all. Thank you so much again Appreciate to it. Jeff, Jack, yet again yeah. inspired. 11 for 11. Absolutely. That's all you can say. Now, We've been so fortunate and so blessed to have these incredible really athletes and coaches on here who have incredible who've been on incredible journeys. Jeff is no different. Nope. And we've been able to just be inspired by where they've come from and what they've done and where they've gone. And it's been absolutely incredible. This man went from 15, not knowing what college was or even thinking about it to being on two national championships, two teams that went to a national championship game and won one. It's still alive. It's still alive. That's, that's, that's amazing. And impacting others as well. Absolutely. God bless you for that. Now to check out this episode and more, this is where you can check it out. Always on WRBL.com. We will be on Spotify event. We'll, you know, get all of our, Ducks in a row with Spotify, Audible, and iTunes. Y'all it's need coming. to get on. Y'all, first of all, for your the viewers out there, thank you for being patient for everybody and all the red tape. Come on. We just had amazing conversations, 11 for 11. More of them are coming. Jack, where can they check us out on social media? Yes, sir. You can follow Rex at Rex Castillo TV on Twitter. Myself at Jay Patterson TV. You can follow us on Facebook as well. WRBL Rex Castillo. WRBL Jack Patterson is where you'll find us. Of course, follow the News 3 Sports team at WRBL Sports on Twitter. WRBL News 3 Sports on Facebook. Rex, take us home, my brother. 
Guys, thank you again for joining us. Coming up in two weeks, we'll talk to an icon of Georgia high school football. That's all I'm going to say, but to Jeff Whitaker, keep doing amazing work out there, man. Thank you for blessing us. Appreciate it, my brother. Guys, we'll see you two weeks right here on your sidelines. We'll catch you later, guys.